Today, in our celebration of Easter continuing as it should as part of our Christian life, we hear what the risen Savior had to say to Martha upon the aspect of her brother having died, John 11. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. In a court case, the two sides through the lawyers have a right to object. Objection, they say, if a certain question or line of testimony does not seem to follow the rules. But a judge is in charge of this. If the objection has grounds, he will sustain. If not, he will overrule. That procedure of legal overrule can even get bigger in regard to the verdict of the trial. For example, if a judge or panel of judges in a higher court is convinced, based on the merits of the case, they can overrule, overturn the verdict of the lower court. It's a reason why people with enough money will try to appeal their cases, hoping for an overturning of a judgment made against them. Of course, we realize that the buck has to stop somewhere, someone with High enough authority has to have the final say. And we think of the Supreme Court as the example of that in our country. They get the last word, so to speak. We do recognize, as has been pointed out earlier this year in chapel, the higher, permanent, eternal court of heaven. God himself will be the final judge of all people, and his verdict is irreversible. God, through his Son, has in fact already put you on trial. At the cross of Jesus, he carried out supreme justice and gave a firm ruling on our sins. That ruling comes as a very pleasant surprise because he has judged you and me to be not guilty. Let's call it and overrule. God overrules our guilty conscience. What our conscience knows to be true. And he does it all because of Jesus. By the virtue of his perfect, perfect life lived in our place. His sacrificial death making payment for all of your sins. And the clinching victory of his resurrection. Jesus gets the last word. He gets the last word over our sin and also over our death. Death is a topic that people will push to the back of their minds, try to ignore, but they can't escape the notion that it is the great equalizer. Unless Judgment Day comes first, death will take us all no matter who we are. People are naturally fearful of what comes next after death. The prospect of judgment How will they stand before the all-knowing judge? Will he accept or reject them? Maybe you've wrestled with such questions. 
And that can be an okay thing, you know, realizing our mortality, realizing that we face God's judgment too. But we need to combine that with the faith realization that Jesus gets the last word over death, over our judgment too, as conveyed in in the true story of our text. We know this story, I think, don't we? What Jesus did for Lazarus. And the comfort he gave to Martha. And these astounding words that we just read. I am the resurrection and the life, he said to her. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Wow. The Lord was emphatically announcing himself as the power and source of resurrection. As the power and source of life. No matter what death might do. That has to mean that he's the conqueror of death. All right, so Lazarus was dead in a grave, going on day four. Not a problem. Not for Jesus. He would overrule the death of his friend. Do we know the outcome after that? It's more than Lazarus alive and well, or Lazarus reunited with his sisters. He was becoming the talk of Jerusalem. Even to the point of agitating the enemies of Christ who wanted to, or at least suggested, killing Lazarus. Arguably, this could be the biggest miracle Christ had done so far. Lazarus, however, would not have the privilege reserved for Jesus himself. He would not be the first one to rise permanently to immortality. Lazarus and all the mortals raised from the dead in biblical times would experience death again. Their bodies are in a grave someplace. Jesus exclusively would rise permanently to immortality and be the only human to cause his own resurrection. Well, that truth and victory of Easter, starting with Jesus, has far-reaching effect on you and me. The power of the Lord's resurrection will reach ahead in time to the day of our baptism and bring the power of the risen Christ to overrule spiritual death and give us faith, forgiveness, and salvation. Likewise, the power of the Lord's resurrection will reach ahead to Judgment Day with this pledge. At the command of Christ, our bodies, if dead in the grave, will come out better than Lazarus in mint condition, fully restored to perfect health, no longer subject to any curse of sin at all. What a future. As for the prospect of our individual, physical, human death, we have those same words spoken to Martha. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. That, by design, takes the fear out of death. When we die Believing in Jesus, our souls go to be with God. And that counts as life, by the way. The death of a believer is not really death because separation from God is not involved. The soul has crossed the finish line into heaven, and the body will too one day. That is our confidence and comfort because the risen Savior has the last word over death. His own, 
mine, yours, and that of every departed believing loved one. In Christ it is so. In Christ it will be so. Amen. We close this morning singing hymn 207, stanzas 2 and 4. 2 and 4, hymn 207.